Okay, team, we're live. All right, all right. How are how are you today, team? Oh, tired as fuck. <laughs> a little. Uh, <laughs> am I putting you to sleep? Not too bad. Not too bad. Yourself? I'm okay. I'm, I'm not too bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel a lot better than when I after I bite here and the, you know the, oh, the, the humidity, humidity was a little intense. Yeah, yeah, it's like fucking pure humidity right now. I was just man, I was sweating bullets out there, man. It was it was it was, it was brutal. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I walked back from Dorval Mall today and. Uh, yeah, I was just fucking drenched. Right? Every time I got home. Like, I mean, drenched. Yeah, the wind's a little against you, too, uh, typically coming here, right? Like, usually blows west to east, right? The wind? There was no fucking wind when I walked down. Um, like, it was just like, just fucking still humid. The yeah. water looked really nice, though. It looked it like it would be really, really nice. good to be on the water. Like, no ripples. No, I had a no lot nowhere. of, I had a lot of regret today about, um, I do a lot of, like, uh, you know, just swim in illegal zones stuff. Not illegal, but, like, not sanctioned, you know, not uh, designated swing zones, right? Like, pretty much wherever I find around the island if I'm hot and have a bathing suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But where's not, like, what? Like, a well, most people consider that like super taboo, right? Like you don't uh, you you went swimming in the just in the water around Montreal. That's crazy, you know. Like to most people, it's like not uh, it's not something you just do. Depends you know I mean? where on the island you are. Well, um, you can yeah, there's like a there's a big chart you can go see on the city of Montreal. Mm-hmm. You can website. check the water qualities. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and they tell you all the spots that are like uh, you know zoned as doable, like, fine. Yeah, right. Like it's generally west of the island. Um, I feel not at all necessarily. There's tons of zones north of the island too that are like fine. I mean, oh, you yeah, got yeah. to check the map. Right? No, no, no. Yeah. But you got to look at like where stuff gets dumped. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like because the water is heading from the west, so it's like well, you're not going to get the. Remember a few years ago, we dumped a few million gallons of raw sewage in there. I don't remember. That's terrible. It was a couple <laughs> years ago, and um, they had just built a beach. I think was it the Verdun beach? I don't know if it was Verdun or if it was one on like fucking St. Helen or something. They just built a beach and they were like, oh yeah, no, there's no swimming here. Um, There's no swimming here. And it was like two years you couldn't swim there because they dumped all this fucking raw sewage in there. And it's just like... God damn it, guys. Like, I don't know. That's just fucking gross. Like, it is gross, yeah. Come on. Where the fuck are we? You uh, know? Like, well, what I always tell people is like, eh, go swim anywhere. Just don't swallow anything. Yeah, and don't have any open wounds and don't fucking mm. do this. And I don't even swim down here. I got lots of friends really? that do. No, I don't swim down here. I'm surprised. Oh. No fucking way. Find syringes and shit. Mm. Fucking floating goddamn who knows. Like, it's... It's one thing to go out to like. I have here before a couple times. Yeah, not, yeah. Not lots of lot. people do. Lots yeah. of people do. Lots of people paddleboard and everything. Like mm. a lot of people I know. Um, but it used to be okay if you went further out. So like Dixie Island, mm. the water there was clean as fuck because it's in the middle of the current. Right. So you're not. It was good, but um, and this was like quite a long time ago. Even. Yeah. Even. Um, I remember even in the rapids when there was like you really don't want to be swimming in there. They're, at a certain place, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, you can jump in the water here. It's okay," because of the fucking rapids and because yeah. of you know the the flow. You know? Yeah, yeah, makes sense. But uh, but I still thought it was gross. So, like, <laughs> it is kind of gross, but you know if it's I'm way hot, better if I'm hot than, enough. It's way better than it used to be. Man. It's nothing like when we were kids. <laughs> yeah, when we were kids, like you remember, you could smell fucking dead fish. Yeah, like ninety percent of the summer. Up by the goddamn train tracks, like, dude, it was fucking foul. I remember the walk from Forty Fifth to Fifty First, and like, on average, there'd be between like twelve and like twenty five dead fish. 
And like that's not Yikes. from Yeah, that's just like washed up fish corpses. You mm. know, like uh no, it was gross, man. I hear you. I hear and it was you. polluted as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kinda like swimming in the canal. I wouldn't swim in the canal. Well, <laughs> you know? definitely wouldn't do that. But <laughs> right? e- even to the uneducated who doesn't look at any maps, that just does not look like a good idea. Dude, no. You take no. one look at the water and you're like, ah, uh, yeah. maybe pass on that one. I'm fishing in here and I'm doing nothing. Yeah. The, the extremely simple guideline of like, is it running quickly? You're probably okay. More than likely. <laughs> Usually works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have open wounds and, you know, yes, sure. you don't drink yeah. it. And um, yeah. maybe don't open your eyes underwater. Um you know, maybe rinse yourself off quickly after getting out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, all that to say, today I felt like it might might have been nice for a dip, and I brought my. If I had if I had oh. a bathing suit, I probably would have. Oh, you didn't at some point. Okay, no, I okay. Yeah. yeah, I usually do when it's really hot. I don't usually go, but just just as an emergency bathing suit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Because you never know when you're just going to be so too disgustingly hot. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But today was one of the coolest days we've had in like a month. Um, which is crazy because I mean, it didn't seem like it. But it was no, not at all. It was 19 yeah. degrees this morning when I left the house, and I was like, "That's nuts." Yeah, I, I never looked at the temperature, but it felt to me very physically hot when I was on my balcony. Mm. Like with the, I mean, obviously there's the humidity, but like the sun on you, like yeah, it, it felt very physically hot. But yeah. I mean, I put the AC on in my in my place. Which yeah, well, the AC usually don't here. use too much, you know, like no. because I felt like just from outside that I'm like, oh man, it's really it's the mugginess. Right? Yeah, That's I it. guess, yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I guess what we well, welcome back, everyone. I'm Joshua Osborne. I think we already said with me here is T. Henderson. Mm-hmm. This is Noob Talk Radio. This is episode 72. Uh, we're a Tuesday, it's dark outside, and I'm wearing sunglasses. What? Uh, little Blues Brothers, uh, okay. for anybody who gets that. <laughs> Fuck, it's not dark out. You're not <laughs> wearing not sunglasses. Not I'm wearing like, sunglasses. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's 106 miles to Chicago. We've got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> uh, my dad would get that, but he doesn't listen to the show. Uh, Jake might. Um, yeah, so I mean, I feel I feel like it's been, I don't know how you feel, but kind of a bit of a quiet, you know, a quiet news week the past yeah. uh, week or so. Really not that much going on at the moment. I haven't heard of much at all. There, I mean, there's, you know, there's a game or two that comes out here and there. I was going to throw a mention into this later, but we'll just, we'll, we'll uh, I might as well just say now, you know, Jagged Alliance 3 came out. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a game I've been looking forward to for a while. Bet uh, you have. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a Jasmine kind of game. It's uh, it's like a, one of those squad, uh, mm-hmm. squad, like, team management things, right? Like, kind of mm-hmm. XCOM, sort of. Yep. Um... It's cool. I mean, if you like that kind of thing, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. All right. The second the second one is the one I actually have played. And not that there's anything wrong with liking things like that. You know. <laughs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. But, uh, <laughs> Jagged Alliance: Deadly Games is the one I played the shit out of, and that came out in like '98. I want to say okay. uh, '96. Um, yeah, that's old. Yeah, and then Jagged Alliance Two came out in '99. Jagged Alliance 2 was also super good, but Jagged Alliance Deadly Games was like a mission to mission thing. Where okay, like yeah. once you finish the mission, you go back to the sort of back to base air quotes, but there's no ba- it's just like a, a menu with like some fun, some stuff. Okay. You yeah, know? Yeah. And there's no like sort of micro there's not that much micromanagement. Right. And you just look at your list of troops, like, you know, do you want to hire a new mercenary? Do you want to fire somebody? Right. And you just leap into the next mission, right? But Jagged Alliance 2 made a transition from that to like, oh, now it's like you're on a big map where you have to like take over control of like all these different areas okay and then like you need to like install militia because once you capture a zone it'll get attacked later so you know it adds a bunch of like sort of simulation type stuff to it right 
I kind of preferred the game when it was just the straightforward mission to mission because yeah. it still had a lot of story and like it was more to me it was more focused on just the personality of the mercs right because these games have always been about it's like it was I mean you would get some belly chuckles out of like some of like a lot of the merc dialogue I think okay they had some really phenomenal voice acting and there was something like 89 mercenaries that's cool all of which are independently voiced by different people it's really it was really neat yeah uh, and they all had like a, lot, a ton of personality and like that was sort of the cool thing about the game and they were all like you know like uh, like Ivan the Russian sniper is I like he has specific Ivan stats of course his name right? is Ivan yeah. <laughs> or Ivan I guess and uh, you know, it's funny because I, I wish I could hear that game again now because I would understand some of the Russian. I was always wondering what he was saying. Mm. That was another one. Like uh, the, 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 It was a game about little details because mm-hmm. like Ivan would speak in Russian. He would like one out of ten words would be English, right? But most of it, he would just mostly say Russian stuff. And the game would even, because you, you could put subtitles on. And when you put the subtitles on for Ivan, you just get Cyrillic subtitles, mm. right? So you still have no idea what he's saying. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it was just like a really nice touch to me. It's like, guess, yeah. it just, they made a lot of like neat creative decisions like that that I thought was like kind of really cool fun yeah um, but um, yeah anyways so I, I loved it when I was a kid and Jagged Alliance 2 um, played that a fair bit too Nick Nick likes Jagged Alliance 2 one of my high school buddies uh, he, he played a lot of that game also but um, I haven't touched these games in a super long time I kind of just don't PC game anymore fair enough I kind of doubt this one will get a console release although you know we're certainly better at those things than we used to with games like XCOM UFO Defense Stuff that you'd think was hard to would be hard to play on a on a, on a console. Right, they, they figured can, it out. Yeah, like they, they you know, we fi- sort of figured out real time or turn based strategy games like we didn't used to. Mm-hmm. So I kind of doubt this one's going to come to to to, to PlayStation, and I probably won't try it on PC. But I I just I have a fondness for the franchise. Fair enough. And I noticed that the game got a nine on ten on IGN, and I was just like, wow, that's a really surprisingly high review score for something that's a really kind of niche franchise. You know? Yeah. So it's yeah, just kind yeah. of... I just wanted to give a quick shout out to that. I mean, like we were saying, you know, I don't think there's a lot of news lately. A couple, a few notable games. Jagged Alliance, uh, the third one came out and sounds pretty good, uh, surprisingly. Mm. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since... I mean, I think it's... Did I just say 99? Or no, 2000... Yeah, 99 is Jagged Alliance 2. Right. That's the last mainline game. So we just really just skipped 25 years or so. Right? Wow. Or 24 years, excuse me. It's a long time. It's been a fucking long time. So the fact that it's actually not that bad is, like, pretty impressive, I think. Right. right. <laughs> so, I mean, if there are any Jagged Alliance fans out there, it's like, now's the time. Like, you you actually have a new game for the first time in, like, forever. Do it up. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, what else has come out... Oxen Free Two came out for people who like that's very like uh, niche indie kind of uh, it's some game about like like narrative adventure game with like high right. school students that like the first one did pretty well. Um, I watched my girlfriend play most of it. It looked like kind of neat, you know, hmm. like for that kind of game, you know. That sounds so like uh, subtly insulting. <laughs> didn't really didn't mean it to sound, sound like passive aggressive. Passive aggressive, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I mean, there's yeah, there's been a few games that came out. Is there anything I'm missing? I feel like there's some one or two things. Mordhau was released on oh, console. Yeah, I did see right? that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, just, I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, it's a game that when I saw the name Mordhau, I was like. I know I, I know this matters for some reason, but I couldn't remember why it mattered. I had to, I had to look it up, and then I was like, oh, yeah, okay, this game. Yep, yep. <laughs> Is that, like, crazy medieval, like... No, 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 it's, like, for, like chivalry almost, but, like... Yeah, 24 uh, on 24 battle kind of thing. Like, yeah, sort of like, like chivalry. Was it the game that had all those, like, funny tongue-in-cheek sort of trailers? Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. those are cute. Yeah. <laughs> I like those yeah, trailers. Yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't... Actually, okay, so 
Yeah, I played Chivalry 2. There was actually another... Bannerlord was actually the one I was thinking Banner of. Bannerlord. Yeah, and mm. the sequel to Bannerlord recently came out as well on console. What the fuck is Bannerlord? It sounds familiar, but I think I'm it's thinking old, of... It's old, man. It's old. Bannerlord video. Is this a PS4? PS3? PS3, I want to say. Mountain Blade 2 Bannerlord. 9 on 10. This is the current one. Yeah, that, yeah Bannerlord is the sequel, I think. Okay. Um, Mountain Blade is oh, the original. Okay. Yeah, these, all, these, these sort of do all look kind of vaguely the same, right? Right? Like, yeah. they're, they're sort of... Um, it's that kind of game. Yeah, you control a fucking army, kind of. It's like massive battles. Giant medieval army game. Yeah, but that was more... <laughs> yeah, Chivalry made it more of... You're controlling... You're not really controlling the army. It's just right. you in a massive fucking battle. Yeah, First or third person... Melee. Um, similar-ish to the combat system in For Honor in terms of the angles of blocking and returning strikes. Okay, interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, not the same, but similar. That's a really nice shot. Yeah, no. It, <laughs> for, for the audio listeners, I'm just looking at a very beautiful uh, chivalry screenshot of a decapitation that looks fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah, just such yeah. a well-captured well, shot, dude. Honestly, <laughs> I had quite a bit of fun with it. Like, uh, so you did play chivalry? Yeah, chivalry two, right? Um, Which is PS4. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, but I only had one buddy that got it, and uh, so we played a, a handful of rounds together. It was cool, but I never really got crazy into it, you know. Yeah. And uh, it seems like something you could get pretty into, though. Um, For sure. I just suck. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, games like this, you really gotta. You have to have a lot of motivation. Too. Like, yeah. They're just. They're not. Look, co- look how good this looks. Like, I mean, it looks pretty. I mean, this is more now. Okay, okay. For, for, yeah, but for, yeah, for the listeners, we're, just, it's, it's we're, exactly... we're, we're watching a video of Mordhau at the moment, which is I kind of needed as well because I needed a bit of a refresher on exactly what it, they, they do kind of all look similar, but I yeah, do absolutely. recall, yeah, I recall us getting kind of into the trailers for this game when it was originally being... Uh, yeah, it's super hardcore. It's for like a very small group of people and yeah. it's like, it looks, to me, it looks the exact same as uh, Chivalry. Okay. Like the same idea, the same sort of combat, the whatever, you know. Yeah. But um, hmm. I don't know. I heard nothing but good things about Mordow. Really. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, I've never really heard bad things about Chivalry 2 either. It doesn't have... Um, Mordow is a strictly strictly PvP. Yeah, I right? think so. Like there's no single player element. I don't think so. Or co-op element. I don't think there is in Chivalry either. Or I guess unless you could consider, are the battles sort of vaguely co-op in the sense of, like, people are on two sides? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, so yeah. you have all your own, all, all your same side guys. Yeah. Right. But, um, and, I pretty, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure there are some, uh, computer-controlled characters as mm-hmm. well. Okay. Um, that are easier you to know? sort of pad out the giant battles. Like yeah, this. yeah, sense. it's archers yeah. and shit. But yeah. like, you can do all kinds. You can launch people in the catapult in uh, <laughs> Chivalry Two. Like okay. all those tongue-in-cheek, goofy fucking ads and yeah. stuff, where they like launch a chicken and yeah. stuff. Like you can do all this. That's shit. awesome. And um, yeah, no, it was just uh, really cool. But um, again, I didn't play it all that much. Uh, I might at some point. Actually. Well, I mean, tell me, does this? Uh... So yeah, I mean, even though it's been quiet on the news front, like I, th- there have been some notable actual games just releasing quietly. Yeah, you know? like it's not like I think that we're going to once Armored Core comes out, I think it's going to start to really go a little nuts. Like, yeah, probably. A lot of games are coming out uh, pretty soon after that. Probably. Um, there's a fair amount of September October shit too. Anyways, uh, so yeah, I mean, does Mortal do anything for you? I don't know. No, like, not I got for excited me. when I saw the name. Like, I, I just when I was like, oh, nice, they're finally getting the console release kind of thing. Like, that's but cool. it's PS5 only, isn't it? Oh, I don't. It didn't even check. 
I, I suppose it's probably like a $40 game, $50 game. I can't imagine it's full like price. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That'd be weird to me. Mid, mid-tier. Yeah. Um, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, there's 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 stuff out there. That's stuff. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, that's all that leaps out to me in terms of things that have been releasing. But, you know, as far as news itself, yeah, pretty calm. Hmm. Um, I guess... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Extremely calm, except for... I mean, this is... To a lot of people, it doesn't matter. And to some people, matter a lot, I guess. But for me, on a personal level, and I think a lot of PlayStation fans out there, extremely calm, except for the Amazing Helldivers 2 trailer. Yep. That was huge. Yeah, because that's the first... And I mean, not that, you know, we first seen Helldivers really recently, and the first trailer was... Like, it had gameplay in it. Like, so it's, yeah. not, it's not like, you know, it's um, this is just showing us a ton that we didn't already know. But... I do feel that um, the trailer they released, which is, and what I'm talking about is just this Helldivers 2 official co-op and combat trailer. Yeah, this was spoiled, or rather, this was released on the PlayStation blog July 6th. Uh, I was, you know, it's been it's been bandied around many different sources after that, but um, you can read about it on the PlayStation blog. It's actually kind of a nice, it's kind of, kind of a nice article. It's got a lot of, uh, there's a big block of text, which is great for people like me, and a whole lot of really evocative bug pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Just totally awesome, like, bug fighting pictures. But, um, yeah, so they, they put this official co-op and combat trailer to sort of, or rather co-op and, and yeah, co-op and combat gameplay trailer to flesh out what they previously showed, right? And, um... It's great because, you know, like after we discussed the the uh, initial reveal of Helldivers, which I was, you know, so stoked about. It's been such a long time. Uh, and then I talked to, for example, my friend. I talked to a lot of my friends about it. Um, most of my friends were just sort of like 100% keen, you know, super keen on board kind of thing. Uh, I talked to Joel about it. He was a little like, eh. I think he was concerned because he was, you know, just sort of like same reasons that I was. was that, mm-hmm. You know, this company um, made an incredible game before and, you know, we have lots of faith in them because of that, but it is a huge leap going yeah. from top-down 2D to 3D. Like, third-person fucking craziness like this. Many people cannot do that, right? Uh-huh. Like, many studios would have a really tough time with that, right? So, I mean, I think he was a little concerned about that too and I think from what he saw of the footage in the initial reveal they showed, he was kind of like, eh, did they show that they can do it? Like, he wasn't sort of believing right. that, like... But this... He was like, it's a nice trailer, but, like, is it sort of, like, you know, will it actually... A vertical slice? Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> vertical slice, you know? So I really feel like this is great for people like him because I think a lot of people, myself included, like, had some... I mean, I had more, I think, a bit, a little bit more just baseline faith in them than he did, perhaps, when he was... Maybe he was just more skeptical, you know? Mm-hmm. But we still both were a little concerned, I think, that, like, you know, is this... We both realized that it's a, it's a massive like a transition, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And anyways, so yeah, to find to see this, I was like, I mean, I don't know how Joel feels now, but I was completely, you know, like, oh my god, it's exactly the same as the first game. Thank you know, I was so happy um, because you get to see all the different stratagems in it, like the way they use all the different powers, like the Gatling gun. Mm-hmm. There's a special little thing I don't know if you noticed the end, like the uh, the last shot is like the mech suit comes out. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people love the mech suit from the first game. <laughs> my brother did. Uh, my brother loves the turrets, too, so he was happy to see the turret come back, the Gatling turret. Um, and m- me, too, more importantly, um, like, I like that they, they show all the HUD stuff, mm-hmm. right? So you can see all the, like, numbers of, like, how, the, like, it makes it seem more like the game's being played. Um, and the HUD looks great. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but, like, you can see those uh, those button prompts, Right, which is what what I loved so much about the original game, and they hadn't. They just sort of like we just didn't know if that was going to come back for this one. But let me right. call it up here. Yeah, if you. Oh, whoops, I missed it. But you can see the stratagems he's got in the corner. Right, 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 right. And you see the the button combos. 
Yeah. Like, so you, you still have to enter the button combinations just like you did in the first game, which is awesome. amazing. It's like a, it's a fucking genius system. Yeah. They have all the friendly fire stuff. You know, there's all the... It just... It really looks exactly the same in third person. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, pretty much the same shit. Just now it's in beautiful 3D with really nice environments. You know, but... Um, hey. Anyways, so... I don't really have much more to add. I mean, what did you think about the trailer? Looked cool. Yeah. I mean, that's basically all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, and I, I sort of, you know, I spent I spent a little while after this came out, just like sending it around to a bunch of my, a bunch of different buddies of mine, and like, you know, did, oh, did you see this? Do you, do you think it looks cool? You know, whatever. Everyone seems extremely on board. You know, mm-hmm. like my brother was like, I might buy a PS5 for this game. This looks incredible. Um, both my like high school buds in my gaming group were like, yeah, this game looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know. Uh, they're the ones playing, uh, Mike is playing, he was playing most recently, he's a big Ellen Ring guy, um, Matt's the one that uh, introduced me to Returnal, right, we played Returnal right, together, right. he's currently on Diablo, but like, yeah, that gaming group, like I sent it to them, they're like super on board, <laughs> I don't know, I mean, yeah, so I, I, you know, everyone I've talked to about it seems like highly enthusiastic and... Uh, I'm actually even really surprised that they didn't show an actual release date in this one. I thought a trailer this soon after the reveal, for sure it's going to have the... But it's still just, you know, 2023. Uh, Uh, Well, still, 2023 is, you know, we're more than halfway. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think that it's going to be... To me, it really feels like one of these things where it's like... They just want to wait till the week before it comes out and mm-hmm. be like, "It's now, guys!" Yeah, yeah. Everyone get you know get excited and go crazy, right? Yeah. Like they want to do one of those, right? And um, I also think it's it also kind of doesn't bother me that they didn't show a release date in the sense that because the footage is so it's so much more fleshed out now and like you can see that it, it to me it looks more like a real game. Yeah, all definitely. The, with all the HUD elements and everything, you know, and the various different stratagems to use. So I'm like, okay, well, whatever, you know. Yeah, like, it seems like it's close to release. Perfectly content to just wait for, for whenever this sort of like immediately shadow drops at some point I think they're going to drop it for Christmas it's definitely a Christmas game you know it's uh, definitely Christmas that would Christmas. be great yeah, I, I, I don't know fuck it there's nothing Christmas about it <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, but that is a relatively calm release time mm. like, I don't think there's a lot coming out at Christmas yeah right I like I mean Starfield is kind of like the latest huge game and that's is that like November September I, I feel like there's September now I can't remember but um Anyways, yeah. So that I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. No, it's, it looks cool, man. Fuck yeah, Helldivers. That's uh, Helldivers too. About all I have, <laughs> I have to say. Um, so uh, besides that, uh, moving on to the news proper. Number one, new video game handhelds may need to have a replaceable battery from 2027. In Europe, right? In Europe, yeah. I mean, I got this off Video Games Chronicle. Video Games Chronicle is getting this from overkill the website and yeah this is uh so they're reporting on like you just pointed out newly passed european union regulation means electronic devices including game handhelds need to have replaceable batteries from 2027 i think that's fantastic yeah um i think everything should have access to the battery sure uh, especially like for well i don't know the whole problems that popped up a couple years ago with uh iphone batteries and then samsung batteries right like, dude, you absolutely need to be able to get rid of those. Take them out, you know, mm-hmm. before they destroy your fucking phone. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, it just seems, it just always struck me as a really weird, stupid thing to do. Mm-hmm. It was an Apple thing originally, right? Right. Their phones, the batteries couldn't come out. PSPs, uh, from what I understand, are a little bit famous for that, too, for batteries melding. The, they, they just have replaced, I mean, 
I guess that's really not the same thing at all, actually. But they're they're a little famous for like if you Battery leave battery, yeah, yeah. If you leave batteries in your PSP, they'll like uh, but, but, leak and destroy the device. But any battery will do that. Mm. And any well, no, sorry, not any battery, but any old style battery like Duracell and shit like that. Like, right. If you left them in, they would just cake up, right? Right. And like, they would fuck your machine. Right. I I don't know. I just think that it's a good practice to have all batteries removable, especially considering disposal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, there's no reason for them not to be removable. Yeah. Other than making you buy a new system when the battery fucks up. Exactly, exactly. It's... it's just kind of shitty on in my mind. So, hundred percent. I totally think it's a great thing. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, like, PlayStation controllers are a different story because they don't have the lifespan of a lot of things. Like the battery, the battery might fuck up on it, but by that point, you're gonna have stick drift. You're oh gonna have one button that's fucking up. <laughs> it's definitely not gonna be the first thing that breaks. Definitely <laughs> not. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I had so many. I, I think I had four controllers. Remember a little while ago, yeah. I, I sent you home with some to try yeah, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. specifically for like Netflix and shit on my PlayStation because yeah. one button didn't work, one button stuck. You know, yeah. there was something. Yeah. But. And also, the batteries didn't last that long, but that wasn't the problem. You know, like, the main problem was this. So My controller that broke when you gave me that, uh, you know, one you had lying around, uh, that, that is the fastest breaking controller I have ever used in my life. Hmm. I'm positive, oh, you know? Yeah. yeah, definitely. Like, I've n- never even close to that. It was, like, way less than a year. What were you Maybe playing? Like six months, nine months or something. What were you playing? I don't know, extremely normal games. Like I, I would Elden blame Ring, it on a specific. Returnal, like, I would blame it on a specific game, personally. I can't think of what that would be if there was one. You know, because like, they don't have the craziest lifespan on games like Call of Duty. Oh yeah. Um, no, no, no. They're, FPS like FPS games. Yeah, but Call of Duty, I think specifically, uh, hmm. is worse than some others. Yeah, but is that because of the? What the fuck do they call this? And, and all these gadgets on the on the. I I really just wish they would get rid of the gadgets. Like the touchpad is borderline useless. Oh, it is like, totally. It's useless. like I don't mind it. And I, I kind of do. That's actually kind of. It's like it, I will say it's it's vaguely nice and elite dangerous because elite dangerous is clearly like it, this was a game ported from PC, so they utilize some functions that just and it's a it's a big simulation. Okay, game. okay, so fair. But that's also like the first game that I've ever sort of felt that way about. Yeah, I feel know, like it was like, an infamous at one point. You had to like swipe uh, back and forth really, really quick or something. And it was you had to like blow on it and stuff too. There was right? some dumb like, shit. A whole bunch, yeah, like shake it in different ways. Was, like, yeah, but although even, that's the motion sensors, right, which is also fucking useless. Well, like. okay, so yeah, PS3, <laughs> I think it was, had the the gyro shit in it. Okay, and there was a dragon game where you're flying. It, was it PS3? I, think I should know what that is. Might have been PS4 even. No, I think it was PS3. You're flying a dragon. Yeah, and like, uh, and it all had to do with how you were holding the control. So you had to like, so to like, to turn left, you had to, you know, arch left, okay, arch right, tilt back to do something, tilt forward. If you did this flick, you would do like a 180. There was some cool shit. And there was another game, I think it was Heavenly Sword. When you shot an That's arrow, definitely a game. you had the same thing. One of the characters was hmm. an archer and you shot the arrow and you had like arrow vision. Okay. And you, you had to like guide the arrow. Huh. Uh, and that was super cool. Yeah. But that those two are the only games that I can think of that utilize that yeah. shit. The dragon one, I don't remember what it was called. It was kind of cool, but, like, again, for a couple hours. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, 
Right? And who doesn't want to fly a dragon, right? Like, what games? <laughs> totally, how many totally. games have there been where you can actually fly a fucking Everybody wants dragon, fly a dragon, breathe yeah, fire? Yeah. I mean, isn't that why you were into that, dragons. like, MMO? Uh, remember that MMO wizard game? Lichdom? No. MMO. MMO. Oh, it was like 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 Conan, kind of like Conan, like sort of like a survival crafting game. Oh yeah, there was a super weird With, like, where you fly, you can mount, you can get a lot of mounts. Yeah, that's true. What the fly f- a citadel? Citadel, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. could have a broom too, though. Like, yeah, you had a broom things, and you right? could fly yeah. or whatever. But, and like uh, probably various birds and stuff. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Pegasi or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, yeah, no, there was some kind of cool shit in that. I mean, yeah. super budget game, but for uh, sure. Fun with friends again. All that to everybody. say, yes, everybody does want to fly a dragon. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Um, the controller stuff, it's like, it's really. I find these things, they just add and add and add, and like the battery life goes down and down and down because of all the stuff that they add and add and add. Mm-hmm. And they just, they get so much more likely to break with, yeah. with each new iteration. It's like. But even laptops, right? Like, I mean. Laptops, way less so than. Oh, uh, way, way, yeah. way less. But what I mean is like having it interchangeable like how awesome would it be that instead of having to fucking find a place to plug in and charge your laptop you could just have another two batteries and it dies and you just switch it out boom yeah and you got new life like i don't know that makes sense to me there's no reason not to have an accessible battery yeah other than no to fuck you over you're totally right yeah it's kind of like stuff made to break you know and especially because you know the games i mean the rather the accessories get more and more complicated as time goes by like the battery lives get more and more worse more expensive yeah no you're, you're completely right man i really i mean this is kind of a tangent but i really miss the days of if you had ever tried a Wii U Pro Controller, mm-hmm. they were insane. Hmm. It's like that shit would like. I mean, not only was a was it a, a, a really like it felt fantastic. Like the form was great. Uh, it's light. It feels it feels fantastic. It's got you know all the buttons are great, and it's like you could charge one of those things to 100 percent and use it for like a month. See, that's <laughs> like, like legit. Um, it's like, and this is this was in the days of PS. You know, we, you know, Wii U came out when it was PS3 controllers, mm. and like, yeah, they were nowhere close to. They'd be like a day, maybe, right? You yeah. know, like of, of like solid usage. I swear to God, Wii U Pro controllers. It's like they're the Energizer batteries, man. Yep. Yeah. I was always just like, yeah. how is this thing not dead yet? It'd be like weeks. Did they? And not, I'd be did still... they not vibrate? I don't. Because th- I think the that problem takes with vibrating life. is I always turn it off. Yeah. So I don't know which ones have vibrated. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember enough. because I Im- the, immediately the first thing I do when I buy any console is go into the vibration settings and turn everything off. You know? it's, it's. I don't kind of, think it did have. You're probably right. It probably didn't have vibration. Because like I think that really does affect the life of the battery. Like it's so depending dumb on vibration. what you're. Pl- I don't know, man. I've played some no? stuff. Nah, no, 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 no. I don't get it. Yeah. Okay, so lock picking. You couldn't. But lock there's pick. visual cues. I mean, there's audio cues. Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Like, so, yeah. Uh, it's, it's Skyrim. Skyrim was like. I never had any issues. Oh, dude, I played it, Skyrim. it felt so fucking good. <laughs> yeah, but you could do it with your eyes closed. Like, and you almost but, wanted to. No, no, no. You almost wanted to because yeah, you okay, get okay. the feel. And it's like, okay, so it's adding to the aspect of lock picking. You got me. Because it's like, <laughs> dude, it, it really did. There were other games too that yeah. um, did things like that. Like, even in Elden Ring, um, anytime you were near, I never had vibration on Elden Ring. Yeah. Okay. So every time you you got something at some point, and every time you were near 
something to collect, you got vibrations. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you knew that this rare fucking item. Maybe I didn't item... know this thing existed because oh, I don't I have vibration on. Can't remember. You know what I mean? It was like, like maybe a... I got it, but it didn't. I didn't. I never had any effect because I, it it, called, I didn't have. I think it was called like the quivering eye, and it was like any time that there was. Some... Oh yeah, 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 the quivering eye. Yeah, when you go in a dungeon that has like a one of the eyes as the boss. It wasn't just that. No, there was something else. Uh, like. No, you're right. It'll it, and it, it would say in text. The eye is quivering. Oh, okay. okay. Which is what I was seeing. Yeah, fair but enough. I never had the vibration. That's true. The vibrate, like just stuff like that, to me was super cool. The Witcher yeah. did it because of you know he had the pendant that vibrated mm. every time a monster was near. So yeah. it was like, oh fuck, okay, I know something's coming. Um, I, I mean, that's kind of cool. Honestly, I yeah. that that aspect didn't bother me in anything. You know, I, yeah. I, if anything, it actually I actually kind of enjoyed it. Like fair. even the. Um, Oh, what was it called? The Move. The PlayStation Move. Right. I've never used it. Okay, so I bought this fucking big-ass gun <laughs> that the pieces go into, and every shot was like a little kickback. Mm. It, it was fucking awesome, man. <laughs> uh, it was so much fun. Uh, it was just like... Again, so the vibration shit, I'm not mad about. Um, sure. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. But the battery life, it would seriously impede the battery life what i hope this goes to is i mean first of all that these eu regulations get adopted like widespread yeah would be really nice uh it's one more step towards you know like you were saying just these things as a general philosophy of like being able to like have these devices last a little bit longer mm -hmm. which is fantastic uh, i hope that they go somewhere also in terms of like like maybe it's also a step in the right direct direction to eventually like and companies need to support battery replacements for at least 10 years or something you know yeah, what I mean yeah like it's probably a step in the right direction towards that kind of stuff um, what I would really love because I read this in relation to uh, they were I mean these regulations are extremely broad uh, mm -hmm. and, and they are applicable to all uh, handheld gaming devices right in the terms that they've written out in, in the regulations it covers any handheld gaming device but it's so stuff only? like Steam sorry is it only gaming stuff? No, 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 no. That's what I'm... It just uh, explicitly in terms of the gaming world, mm -hmm. these are what... Uh, anything that's handheld can be covered. Right, 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 right. right. Um, so Steam Deck, for example, um, I don't know if phones... I mean, phones probably fall under other stuff, but they could be even be considered... I feel like they you know should I mean? be a part of... I think just everything needs to have... You need to have the ability to take out the battery. I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. Uh, and also one little thing that I hope that this might help for me specifically and Switch users specifically is this little wrinkle in what I read about Switch uh, console a, a while ago where that really got me, um, um, what's the word, disillusioned about, about, the, the, about Switch as a gaming console is that the day the battery runs out, that's it. Mm. There's no such thing as, um, and in console manufacturers can like they could easily bypass this, mm -hmm. but the Switch specifically will not go directly to power from AC. Like, right. Will not get you know if the battery ever goes out, it absolutely will just not turn on. Right. right. That's it. it. Doesn't matter if you plug it in the wall, nothing's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And it's just so it's so terrible. It is. You know what it I mean? Really it's, it's predatory. It's so terrible and it's like there's you know there's as, there's no reason for you to not let me play my old no even because also especially because history has proven that nobody wants to play their old consoles mm -hmm. right it's such a nothing thing to give people you know what I mean mm -hmm. it's like you know they're still gonna buy the new thing no one wants to play games from like seven years ago it's like no. everyone wants to play the current system it's so e it would be so easy to just like allow people to use this past like yeah. why not build in a system that's like imagining this future when batteries it's like what did you forget the batteries have limited lifespans you know what I mean like, yeah, it's kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's such it's such, such nonsense you know so no, I, I, I'm really on board with this I I'm, think it's a good I'm thing. specifically hoping that like maybe eventually this will encourage Nintendo also to like 
maybe consider just uh, not doing that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's awful. And, yeah. uh, and I could, might be could o- you just be a bit better? <laughs> I might be overlooking some things that actually, like, go the opposite, but I can't mm. think of a single fucking thing, you know? Like, yeah. It's yeah. just, to me, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. So, glad to hear uh, that this yeah. is uh, coming in, and uh, hope to see more of that. Mm-hmm. On number two. Star Wars Outlaws isn't going down the procedurally generated worlds route. Uh, July 17th, I got this off IGN, and IGN is getting it from... Edge Magazine? Yeah, IGN's getting it from Edge Magazine, uh, where there was a interview with creative director Julian Garrity of the project, uh, talking about Star Wars Outla- Out- Out- Outlaws, Outlaws, the upcoming sci-fi adventure set between Empire Strikes Back and Jedi Return of the Jedi, uh, which he is claiming is taking a more quote-unquote handcrafted and quote-unquote manageable approach to the open-world formula. This is not particularly interesting per se. Uh, I mostly just wanted to, because I've been into Star Wars lately, mm-hmm. uh, and in particular um, over last... Uh, what was it? Yeah, over last time I hung out, hung out, hung out with my brother. We did some serious Star Wars nerding out. Um, well, we played the that card game, right? Destiny mm-hmm. that uh, we're getting really into, which is it still just continues to be totally awesome. Okay, we played three games, super amazing. Like I think this, yeah, this is the most fun that I've ever had playing a game with my brother. It's the most. It's 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 really immediately captivated both of us. It's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, so at the same time as we were doing that, we also watched Rogue One. And Rogue One makes me think a lot of this. Of right. this uh, did you? Do you like Rogue One? I fucking. It was the. It's, it was by far my favorite Star Wars. Mo- I was going to say Star Trek. Uh, by far my favorite Star Wars movie out of all of them. Um, it had just such a different vibe. Yeah. Um, like, and I'm not. I don't know the the originals. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. They're probably better. But I mean, this was just such a different thing. Yeah. And it was like fucking dark, man. Yeah. It was sure. very fucking. It's dark. different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was not. It didn't strike me as it was made for kids. No, no, and I think the perfect example of that is in my just rewatching of it. I mean, first of all, it's further reinforced. And again, Rogue One is a movie that I completely dismissed when I first saw it, and mm-hmm. I was like, didn't really enjoy it that much. Thought it was just kind of boring. Uh, and then so many people talked it up to me later. You, you were one of them. My buddy Dan from uh, old friend from work. Uh, he was also like he with him too. He was like, yeah, Rogue, Rogue One is like the only good one after. You know, after whatever. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Um, and I watched it again, and I was like, "Holy shit! Like it, these guys are right. Like this movie is. is like totally incredible." And when I just watched it with my brother, it further reinforced to me. I can specifically remember. I just I had a thought. First of all, it's really the first like forty minutes of that movie is fucking insane. Mm. The dialogue and just the storytelling is so fucking good. I actually like the a giant action packed ending less than the just initial development yeah, of the film. Yeah, yeah. It's still fine. It's just not as exciting as the just the, the character development is ironically what's so good about the first like forty minutes to me at least. But uh, yeah, the perfect example of exactly what you mean about how how it's dark con- contrasted to the other ones is I was like. And I, this never clicked for me before, but there's a scene um, in, yeah, about 30 minutes in, right before they leave, you know, they're doing all the talking on the Rebel base about, like, okay, we need to go and try and find Galen Erso, disrupt the, you know, find the plans of the Death Star, blah, 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 whatever. They're doing all their planning. And, like, right as they're about to leave, uh, this one guy who you see, who's, like, a sort of a second-in-command general on the Rebel side, goes to Cassie and takes him aside and is like, you know this is not going to be an extraction. Like, if you find this guy, you just kill him. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And he says, kill him. And I was, and it, it really hit me that, like, for a Disney movie to be willing to actually explicitly state, 
like not even intimate that he should be killed you know as we see in a lot of like mafia movies right yeah, yeah. where they just suggest that the person won't be there after he literally says I want you to kill him mm-hmm. like I'm just like that's pretty impressive for a Disney movie you know like Good. you're right that is that really is a lot darker than you know they're willing to go usually well and that was one reason why I kind of uh, out of all the shows and stuff they've done mm-hmm. I sort of dug Andor um, Maybe I should give it another shot. Just because it was all about fucking espionage and fucking dark, morbid shit. And like. Is it the same actor? Yeah, yeah, it's the same story. I, I kind of like him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, hmm. uh, I think it's the build up to Rogue One. Interesting. Is K2 in it? Because he's my favorite part of the entire movie. Honestly, I don't remember. No, the robot? I don't think so. <laughs> Holy shit, the robot's good. I don't think so. But um, They I, have at least one laugh out loud gag in Rogue One that gets me every fucking time. I believe too. it. That, like, <laughs> Do you remember the scene when, uh, when Jin shoots the... It's a big action sequence when they initially mm. get on Jeddah. And Jin shoots the robot by accident, and he, like, falls over dead. And then the actual robot walks out from behind him and is like, did you know that, was me? <laughs> that wasn't me? <laughs> and the, just the, the gag is that, like, because you forget that he's a reprogrammed Imperial droid, so obviously they're all over the place, mm-hmm. right? But you think that he, she actually shot the real... Right, right, I, it right. just kills me. Yeah. Every, like, it's laugh-out-loud funny for me. You know? Anyways, um, all this to say, I promise it's related to video games. Uh, this, it's just, I've been thinking a lot about because Star Wars Outlaws, I, I, I didn't think too much about this news article when I saw it because it's very whatever. It's just, you know, t- tiny little details about, like, the development of the game. This isn't coming out for a long time. But when I was thinking about it now with my perspective on Rogue One and just how, how cool Rogue One is and maybe Andor, as you can say, um, from the whole... The types of story it's telling, you know, like it, it's just a different pace from the rest. You know? Yeah, um, it, to me, it just stood out on its own. And honestly, I only watched Andor once, and I don't really remember it much. But I do remember being like, "Yo, this is actually fucking good." Like, That's really fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I my problem with Andor was again, I promise it's video game related, sort of. My only problem with Andor was that it, it uh, I felt like it was just boring. Mm-hmm. Like I watched the first episode, and I was like is anything going to happen at any point? I mean, it was just sort of like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But listen, I mean, maybe I should try. Uh, so you only watch the first episode? Yeah. Yeah, watch more. I'll try I mean, it. again, it's, it. it's not about the fucking wish get awesome Maybe action. I was in the mood. I don't think there are any Jedi. Um, I don't even think there are any lightsabers. But like, like I said, the first, my favorite part of Rogue One is the first 40 minutes. Yeah. I don't necessarily need action, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I dug the whole political dark shit yeah. that was going on there like it I don't know it painted a different picture of the Star Wars world that's where it's neat. like that sounds neat dude this is a neat angle to take on it and yeah. I was I was all for it well I mean to bring it back to video games the reason why I'm excited about Star Wars Outlaws and this news article is really just an excuse to talk about it a little bit is because I do think that you know these are some of the coolest aspects of like and I guess Mandalorian in a similar fashion, but, like, Rogue One really has a good feeling to it in terms of, like, yeah, it's got some some cool sort of outlaw, like, non-Jedi-focused stuff that's, mm-hmm. like, really fun. And it just made me think, like, I don't know, I, for whatever reason, I'm extremely into the idea of the Star Wars Outlaws game. Uh, I I think it, it, it could be really fantastic. Yeah. Um, and that just sort of makes me want to, I guess, you know, cast a bit more, a bit more light on it. But um, in terms of the actual interview itself... Again, you know, Star Wars Outlaws being developed by Massive Entertainment, same guys as Division, and the gentleman, Julian Garrity, says uh, it's a crude analogy. He's talking about the size, again, the size of the map in the game. 
Um, it's a crude, and it's sort of like it's boring in terms of obviously it wasn't going to be Starfield. Like no one, thought, well, yeah. no one thought it was going to be. So it's a little like sort of like eh, we don't need these like sort of silly headlines. But at the same time, it does give some fascinating ideas in terms of like what the game could be like. He says it's a crude analogy, but the size of one planet might be equivalent to, and maybe you can help me with this, two of the zones in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Said Garrity, it could be two to three zones, but it's not this sort of epic, the whole of England recreated approach. Uh, these zones seemingly refer to the regions that make up Odyssey's colossal map, which are still fairly large by themselves. Attica is one example which encompasses the entirety of Athens and a significant portion of the surrounding area. It's unknown how many planets will be in Outlaws, but Garrity made it clear it won't be, effect- uh, it won't be an effectively endless open world like fellow space RPG Starfield. Bethesda's latest is set to feature more than a thousand planets with a lot of procedurally generated content and still more handcrafted elements than any previous game from the developer. Uh, Outlaws was revealed at the 2023 Xbox Games Showcase with a gameplay presentation coming soon after. It stars Kay Vess, an outlaw looking to make it big in the criminal underworld of the Star Wars galaxy, and fans are already obsessing over her, I don't even know how to say this, Azolotl? A-X-O-L-O-T-L. Axolotl? Like alien pet nicks? What the There's fuck? a cute alien. Yeah, no, I remember, remember that, but alien? I don't know what the fucking Axolotl is. I have no idea what is that, that means. Is that Pokemon or some shit? Who knows? Um, but, um... Yeah, so I mean, you know, I, again, I just wanted to cast a little light on Star Wars Outlaws. Yep. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, this, it sounds great that it's not that big. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck that, man. Too big is no good. Neither was anyone expecting it to. I mean, probably, you know, the potential issues with Starfield, right, is that because of its bigness, any one particular element, like, say, gameplay, first-person shooter combat, or starship combat, may not be that great because right. of just how much it's trying to... how many things it's trying to bite off and chew at the same time, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the fact that a game like Star Wars Outlaws is much more focused on, like certain smaller areas it kind of like it encourages me in in the terms of like well maybe the starship combat will be good then because they're they're not trying to bite off more than they could chew yeah you know i think it's Um, good and i feel like personally uh this is 100 percent the kind of star star wars thing that i would like to see actually Um, yeah and uh, yeah i'm really excited i don't know Um, so can't wait to see more we'll see Moving on to number three, Baldur's Gate, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3 shoots up Steam top sellers list after Bear Sex Reveal. Uh, this is off IGN.com, and IGN is getting it from a panel from hell live stream uh, by the company Larian Games. Okay. Where, yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> where it reveals that players can quote-unquote have sex with the druid in bear form. Uh, that's just one of the, this was an incredibly small part of the right, big yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. showcase, right? And it sounds like the showcase was uh, went over extremely well with fans and like everyone's extremely enthusiastic about it. And I just thought this headline was hilarious mm-hmm. and wanted to throw it on to, to, again, just like talk a little bit about Baldur's Gate 3, which is not a game that we talk about all the time. No. But, you know, it's Larian Studios. They're extremely competent. Divinity 2 was amazing. I loved it. Um, they did they know how to make that kind of game well. Right. Uh, and a new Baldur's Gate, first time in probably about 20 years. I haven't checked, but I think the, the original was, was quite a while ago. Sounds about uh, right. I want to say yeah. around 2000. Uh, and by by this company with modern D&D rules, could be fun. I don't know. Could be I neat. Mean, uh, what, what do you think about the whole... I think it's great if you want to fuck a bear or get fucked by a bear. I don't, is, I don't quite it's know. It's kind of hilarious, though, no? It's just fucking weird, man. Like It's weird, but it's also, it's not even, inten- you know what I mean? It's not even intentional. No, right? it's more the... It's like a wrinkle of, because it's not supposed to be in bear form. It just so happens that if you, since you control the party, if you morph him into bear form before the scene happens, well, then there you go, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not like, it wasn't designed that way, right? Fine, it's kind of like a hilarious... Uh, figure out <laughs> maybe maybe it was left in intentionally that way i don't know yeah i mean i don't know it's just whatever. fucking weird to me but hey whatever. it's really funny it's really funny so yeah i mean and, and you know again it, it might be 
confusing when you read a headline like this, but really the only thing going on here is that in D&D, druids actually do, in fact, have a wild shape power in 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, which does allow them to change into, you know, various animal forms. So, it's just, you control this druid, and you can force him to go into wild shape before the sequence happens, if you, like, time it properly. Right. So, it's sort of like, you know, you're kind of, it's not exactly intended to be... No, probably not. <laughs> I mean... But, you know, when you just read the headline, you sort of think, The like, headline is what blows my fucking mind. Um, <laughs> yeah. That it yeah. shoots up Steam Top Sellers list after bear sex reveal. I just thought it was hilarious. Like, what? <laughs> what kind of fucking weirdos want to play this game? Um, it's, it's the exact same reason that, like, any sensationalist stuff works. It's the same reason no, why... It's just a hilarious title. It is a hilarious fucking, title. I, I don't... It's like I the Hogwarts Legacy it, controversy, you know, generating tons and tons and tons of sales. I don't believe that the bear sex... <laughs> scene is what shot it up to the steam top sellers list you know like i don't know maybe the it rest of be. maybe the rest of the whatever yeah. it was was actually <laughs> yeah. like really good and they're like oh this looks amazing the panel from hell live stream right yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. why no, totally, is it totally. the bear sex scene well the article like, does note that um rather a statement from ign where avinka who is the um sorry is he the creative uh, he's the boss of valerian studios i don't Sven Vinka, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, and in a statement to IGN, uh, Vinka does not single out the bear sex scene, like you say, as the sole cause of Baldur's Gate 3's rapid climb. Instead, he points that just to the success of the stream overall. The panel from hell and the impressions from journalists and creators who spent time hands-on with our game at our press event have certainly helped sales, Vinka said. It's a game of depth and variety, which makes it hard to show everything we're excited about, but the response has been fantastic, and I think people are only now starting to realize exactly how deep Baldur's Gate 3 is. Deep. And how much there is to discover. We're very grateful to everyone that turned in. To, excuse me. We're very grateful to everyone that tuned in. And everyone who attended. Especially those who've already spent hundreds of hours in early access. To hear them be so enthusiastic about what we showed is incredibly rewarding for the team. We worked very hard on this game and are eager to share what we've been hoarding all this time. So it sounds like it, it, it's just a really good game. Yeah, um, and also maybe I'll just mention the um, what the what he was saying about the um, the length of it. Can take seventy five to a hundred hours. Yeah. However, players who want to explore, uh, who want to do everything, uh, should expect to double that. Yeah. That's pretty fucking big, man. Especially given the fact that um, it is a industry wide phenomenon that you have to already multiply the amount of hours any developer says by about two. Okay. Right. <laughs> whenever, so it's gonna be a massive. Whenever they here. say anything, you at least have to, or like like critics or people who make games, you always multiply. It. I mean, really? to, to me at least. Okay. Yeah, from personal experience and like corroborated with like most people I know that play games. Hmm. Yeah. So I, I would imagine that is a one fifty to two hundred hours personally. Wow. And then even longer, like sounds like kind of Elden Ring bigness. Yeah. You know? Like I mean, well, it's pretty. Yeah, Elden. Elden Ring one fifty to two hundred first playthrough seems about right to me. Yeah, and it, it's kind of like if you want to do everything more, but also it's almost impossible to do everything in Elden Ring. Yeah, I think it is without yeah. like sort of using the internet and guides. And oh stuff, you know? yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, but to do the everything of like just what you see naturally on the map, it's like it's pretty long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. no, I mean it's it's that's uh, lengthy. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's a meaty product. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I think it sounds great, uh, and it, you know it kind of. I'm ha- I was happy to <laughs> to just read this silly news article, just mostly just because. It made me think about um, Divinity Original Sin, you know, and, the, like, the company behind Divinity Original Sin doing another game mm-hmm. in the D&D world with the rule set that I actually used to use and like. You know, like, 5th right. fifth, fifth edition D&D I have a lot of experience with. Um, anyways, so I might check it out. Um, it's coming out 
it got bumped up. It's August 31st now from... No, sorry. The PC date is now August 3rd from August 31st. Uh, and the console version was slightly delayed. Uh, so the PS5 version... I'm not sure if there's a PS4 one. I think it's maybe only the modern. That's just the PS5 and Xbox. And the Xbox Series XS, if I'm right. I can never keep those straight. Uh, I have no idea. Um, th- yeah, they got del- a slight delay. And they're coming out September 6th now. Okay. So, but still pretty soon. Uh, and uh, yeah. So, you know, bear sex. Bear sex. Just you know, go get your bestiality on. Bear back in it. <laughs> Raw dog in it? No, that's not. That's a different thing. Um, on no, it's four. the same thing as bear back. Is it? <laughs> yeah, but it's it's a bear. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You're not yeah. a dog. I mean, I guess if you get a, a druid that can turn into a bitch, you know, whatever. I mean, I think you can. It's any animal form, Teague. Oh, is it? Well, in, like, in, in D&D, yes. They can turn into any? or Anything. Like crocodile, you know, oh, okay. and, uh, tiger, like okay. anything, right. anything that has the. Can I remember the specific game mechanics from Fifth Edition D anD D? Anything that has the beast tag. Okay, I was classified. just, I was just thinking, you know, like they could turn into like a beast, you know, and it's like that's their beast, you know, like kind of like a oh, wolf man. I don't know how the game is going to handle it, ah. but in the actual D anD D, it could be it could be a mouse, right? It could right, be right, a crazy right, right, saber toothed right. tiger. The movie they do that. I still haven't seen it yet. It's on Netflix. I know, I know. I'm really excited to watch it. Uh, my brother showed me like 20 minutes, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing!" Uh, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm uh, saving that for date night with Louisa. She, oh, she's go. into it, so we're oh, gonna cool. <laughs> we're gonna watch it together. Um, Anyways, on to number four. Yep. Naughty Dog's co-president will retire after 25 years at the studio. No. I got this off uh, Video Games Chronicle. Oh, uh, and they got it from... A message shared from co-president Evan Wells uh, with the rest of Naughty Dog staff and posted on the studio's website. Uh, I'll, I'll read a brief snippet from the message. D- uh, this is uh, funny. It kind of cringy makes me want to say it. No, but no, but only after 25 years he's going to retire? What the fuck, man? That's crazy. <laughs> Dogs, <laughs> after 25 years at Naughty Dog, I wanted to share with all of you that I've decided to retire at the end of this year. Reads a message, message from Wells that was sent to Naughty Dog staff and then posted to the studio's website. Wells started his career at Sega, working on ToeJam & Earl. Uh, he'd go on to join Naughty Dog in the late 90s, eventually rising to the top of the studio. Wells oversaw Naughty Dog's ascent from platform to developer to Sony's crown jewel in its first party lineup. I couldn't be more confident in Neil's ability to carry on running the studio. His message continues. It's the right time for me to provide the opportunity for him and the others on the studio leadership team to steer the studio, studio in a successful future. Into a successful future. Uh, said changes to the studio leadership team were also detailed in a blog post by co-president Neil Druckmann. Druckmann and Wells will remain co-presidents until Wells' departure later this year. Druckmann retains his role as head of creative. Th- they note some other sort of studio leadership being shuffled around. Uh, Anthony Newman will become uh, the new head of production and design. Newman was apparently best known for his work as the co-game director of Last of Us Part Two, uh, which is, you know, at least a re- very respected title. And uh, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. I mean, I, you know, again, this is this is meaningful because it's, uh, you know, one of Sony's most important first-party studios, and that's well, that's very, my angle. Yeah, that's really all I've got. Oh, personally, I'll, I mean, uh, I don't, I'll take your word for it. I don't have a stake in this race, but uh, mm-hmm. or a horse in this race rather. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, what do no, you think, Teague? I think retiring after twenty-five years sounds pretty fucking normal to me um <laughs> sounds pretty normal to me too uh, i guess it's kind of i mean i suppose it's good that it's not Druckmann because most people seem to think that he is the sort of uh i don't know a creative genius behind the the franchise at least he his his is the name that i always hear bandied about in terms of like it's on the show it's on this it's yeah on everything. Yeah, yeah exactly as sort of like you know the i don't know the, por- the like the sort of the outward facing, like uh, you know, this is this is the the Last of Us guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? but, I don't know. Um, I think it's a 
fair time for someone to retire. Sure, you know? sure. I mean, I guess the only interesting thing to see is really, you know, will this meaningfully change the trajectory of the studio over the next, like, five, ten years? Who knows? Uh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what I got. Fair enough. Moving on to number five. The original Clock Tower is getting remastered for modern consoles. This one's a little... Like I said, it was a quiet Oh, yeah, quiet no, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so did you check... Do you know what Clock Tower is? Yeah, I do. <laughs> um, I just... I kind of get excited whenever games that... Um, I, I don't even think... This doesn't really appeal, even appeal to me that much. But it's neat. I, I do really like it in terms of like... Um, sort of an industry preservation angle. Okay. When old Super Famicom games, especially ones never released in the West before that have only existed in Japan uh, with like only fan-made translations kind of thing, get sort of like significant remasters or ports to just give people a way to have them in a meaningful sense without needing to track down an ancient Japanese like SNES cartridge. Yeah, no, I hear you. You know what I mean? From like their... Even specifically their system, not even the SNES, that the, which they're probably region locked, but I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are. I think they are, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a cool sort of... I watched this uh, little L, the LRG3 reveal trailer. It's Limited Run Games, right? Which is a company that apparently is somewhat controversial for the recent... Um, they let go someone from staff because of a lot of mm, sort of like Twitter comment stuff. Uh, that I won't get into, which I, I don't even know about personally, but um, I know from the Sacred Simples podcast that Colin is extremely anti uh, how they handled the dismissal of the recent employee, who was like a big deal there and, and got foisted out because of like some stuff that she said that was deemed to be inappropriate. Um, but, you know, there was perhaps some argument over whether it was actually inappropriate or not. Right, 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 right. All that aside, uh, Limited Run Games does make, uh, they, they do sort of have their hands in a lot of, like, remakes of, like, old old stuff, which is really cool for me because I just, you know, I like, from a preservation angle, it's kind of nice to have access to these, these types of things. <laughs> um, what I would love to see, I mean, this actual Clock Tower game itself, it looks like kind of like a, it's apparently one of the uh, sort of OG like narrative horror games that doesn't have action, but it's just like horror delivered by you know, like you, you're walking around. And it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's sort of like a mood tension game, you know, right? Like, with SNES style graphics, if you can imagine, right? Cause it's a, it's a literally just a port of a, of a Super Famicom game. It's supposedly a very you know well liked by the fans game. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, Limited Run Games is working on this remaster with collaboration between Capcom, Sunsoft, Way Forward, and Limited Run. Uh, all, all working together to get this released. Uh, this this remaster will be the first Clock Tower game released outside of Japan, which is kind of cool because, like I said before, only fan translations before this. That's always neat. Uh, here's a quote from WayForward CEO and founder Voldy Wei. Starting with River City Girls Zero, we've been bringing these Japanese-only releases to a Western audience. Um, and uh, that's about all there is to say. Clock Tower originally released in 95, uh, not to be confused with the PlayStation 1 game Clock Tower released in 96. That's a different game. Uh, franchise spawned four, uh, four games, uh, with the most recent release, Clock Tower 3, launching over two decades ago on PS2, with the series remaining dormant until today's announcement. Uh, coming to all consoles. What I would love is to ask Limited Run Games if could you just really kindly ask Capcom if you can do the exact same thing with the original inspiration game for Resident Evil, which is a really really obscure NES Jap- Japanese only never appearing in the West game called Gone Home I think mm. or Sweet Home, yeah. one of the two, and it looks fucking weird. If I could show you this for a second, I mean it's like it's super old pixel art graphics, right? But just Gone Home is it Gone Home? It is gone. No, no, it's not gone home. It must be sweet home. I get those confused. Alabama. Yeah. Look at this fucking thing. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Yeah, it, dude. Come on now. Yeah, no, you've shown me this before. Have I shown you Yeah, this? yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah. 100%. 
I just, I mean, isn't the artwork kind of like, no? But they have a lot no. of sequences where they have like cutscenes, kind of. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, it, no, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so I would love for like something like this to come to the West. I'm sure you I would. would uh, you know, be very excited to try that. But uh, I just think it's cool this company does this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Period. You know. Anyways, no, no, no. I mean that's what I got about that. Do you have anything mad? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Do you want to talk about what we've been playing quickly? I mean, sure. I really haven't played uh, much of anything at all. I mean, we could look at it as just shoot the shit, the shit segment, essentially. All right. Yeah. Ne- neither have I really. Yeah. yeah. I didn't actually write. I mean, I, what, what what should I have written you down for today? We didn't have time to coordinate. Seriously, in the past like two weeks, I've probably played maybe three rounds of Hunt. Mm. Me too. Like, Me the too. past I, two weeks, you know, I, I haven't been playing anything. Yeah, it's been too nice out. I've, I've been barbecuing. I've been doing all kinds of shit. Uh, yeah, I've been busy as fuck. So I mean, um, fair man. Yeah, for me, it's not. Um, I actually usually play. I guess still, I usually still play lots of games during summertime. Mm. It's like it kind of really unusual for me. But I just, I guess I just for whatever reason, I think from getting back from Portugal, I just haven't been into gaming that much. Uh, I don't it know. Comes I mean, in phases, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I I wrote myself down for Elite Dangerous, but really that was like. I did play with my friend Fred once. You got Remember what I was telling you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually met you up in the galaxy. It. Oh, it was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it was actually really cool. Yeah, so we hung out in Elite Dangerous for like a couple hours and like did some bounties together, you know, shot down some uh, some space pirates. Nice. Made some credits. Nice. It was kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah. That's so, cool. I mean, that that's neat. That was that was actually really, it was surprisingly exciting being able to meet up in the game. Yeah. And just like, yeah, you could even like, he could... I mean, we spent it took, it took a while, but like we were driving really carefully, like getting su- so close to each other's spaceships, you can actually see the little dude sitting in the pilot <laughs> seat that looks like what I made him look like on my character select screen. Nice, it's kind of impressive. Yeah, I mean, for a game that's just like a giant open you, space. Yeah. yeah, you can also see your guy from like miles away, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, but um, yeah, so I mean, that game, that game's kind of awesome. Uh, it's really weird. But yeah, like, and I, I honestly, like, yeah, I mean, I, so I played that one session with him. I think I grinded bounties for like uh, another couple hours one other night. Okay, you know? well. that's really it. That's uh, yeah. so that's the only video game I've touched. Uh, I did play a bunch of Star Wars Destiny, which I do think is amazing. That's, that's again, that's the Star Wars card game. Right. I've been playing with my brother that has dice. Also, would highly recommend. It's super fun. It's like it's it's casual. It has just enough dice rolling that if you don't want to have any strategy, you can just like fun your way through it. But at the same time, if you do want to strategize, like the, it has a depth to it that's sort of like it can reward both kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. But um, but that's something I that's really all I got to say. I've kind of already covered myself, you know. Yeah. Um, do you want to take another break or should we move on? To yeah, let's fire? take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, all right, you ready to wrap this? Yep, let's do this. Okay, so we took a little break there, boys. Uh, boys, guys, people, people. People kind. <laughs> we took a little break. We're back. We're just we're gonna see you out with a little bit of rapid fire, just a few items here, and then that's gonna be it. I mean, uh, click, click, indeed. Uh, so moving on to number one, Banishers: Ghosts of New Eden has an official release date reveal trailer. So this is the game that we previously discussed. I want to say it was VGC. Uh, yes, I was about to say VGC. VGA's 2022. Right. Uh, so end of last year, um, December 8th. I want to say if I'm. I just looked this up, but. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, VGA this was, is. This was the cinematic trailer, right? The, Correct. Yeah. yeah, the one, the the release date trailer that we just got is completely cinematic only. Uh, and uh, again, quick synopsis about this game: 
I just got this little synopsis off IGN. The video is circulating everywhere. Watch the latest Banishers Ghost of New Eden trailer, revealing the release date for the upcoming action RPG from Don't Nod and Focus Entertainment. Head to New Eden 1695 and hunt ghosts as Antia Duarte and Red Mac Wraith. That's kind of an awesome name. Protect the living from the threat of lingering supernatural beings and solve haunting cases using Antia's spiritual powers and Red's arsenal. Banishers Ghost of New Eden will be released on November 7th, 2023. So fairly soon, on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series XS. So I was initially a little confused by this because it was only cinematic, and the last thing I remember was the VGA reveal right. uh, from 2022. Uh, somehow we also missed, uh, there was an, a, um, a Banisher's Ghost of New Eden uh, gameplay reveal trailer that occurred. This was, let me find the date, uh, yeah, June 8th. Right. So that, that one slipped by the radar. Uh, maybe someone was on vacation, I can't remember. but uh, And it totally does show gameplay, so I was, yeah. you know... Because I thought that we'd seen nothing. Right, and then, like, release date, and you're like, wait, still yeah. nothing? Like, yeah, release date, and no one knows, like, what's even in this game. Right. It's kind of a little weird, but, um, yeah, I mean, it looks kind of like, you know, some sort of... I don't know, cross between... What was that? He looks vaguely God, God of war the combat. Some of it, yeah. It's sort of like The Witcher with a bit of, I don't know, like Batman, Arkham Asylum, case-solving stuff or something. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, Some maybe. of the scenery looked kind of... But the combat looked more God of War-ish. Yeah. Just looked like a big bastard of all kinds of things. Kind of, um. yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's really all I have to say. I mean, I just threw it in because I'm like, oh, release date, that's kind of nice. Yeah. It's a game that was, like vaguely had my curiosity when it was announced at the VGAs. I was kind of like, looks a little Witcher derivative, also not particularly surprising, Witcher is a you know, huge success. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, do you, does this game do anything for you? Not at all. Not at all. Okay. No, not for me. Well, on to number two. Number two it is. Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection, official LRG3 reveal trailer. So, again, this is LRG3. I don't know what the three stands for, but this is the limited run games, guys, right? Mm -hmm. The ones who are redoing the old uh, the SNES Famicom one right. that we just talked about. And I, I just threw this in here because it's kind of fun, mostly because I have a really fond memories of playing Jurassic Park on SNES. And I know you've played some Jurassic Park I played games. one on PS1. PS1. Okay, I actually I don't even know what that is. Yeah, okay, so you start out as a compie. Which is... The little chicken things. Little the tiny little dinosaurs. tiny ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you gotta run around and sort of... Uh... I, I last saw Jurassic Park in theaters, so it's, okay, it's a little yeah, yeah. It was 2D. Okay, so compies, I believe, make their appearance in Jurassic Park 3. Okay. On the island. Uh, the, it, in the open... No, maybe it's 2. It's possible. Yeah, no, no, no. I, see it. I can't remember. It's the second one. There's like uh, some rich people uh, picnicking on an island sure. off of their yacht, and uh, the little girl runs away, or she's playing around, and then these compies come out and they attack her because she's got a roast beef sandwich. <laughs> That's all I remember. Anyways, you start out as a compie, and as levels go on, you become like different things. So, so you're like, always the dinosaurs. From not the always. No, sometimes oh. you're a human. Um, it was very strange. Uh, 2D, I believe. So a lot of change of perspective? Side-scroll, I believe. Really? Yeah. Man, and never heard of this. maybe one thing that you turn into at one point might have been third person. Hmm. Um, but the great majority of it was, again, side-scrolling with different dinosaurs. And <laughs> it was like... I remember getting it. I remember not liking it very much, honestly. Okay. But it was, was it like, like a rental. One of the first. No, it was one of the first games I owned. I think okay. I owned like that and Resident Evil One, <laughs> um, and that was it. And then uh, I would always play that demo disc. Which one? I don't know. The one that came with it. Okay. Um, so it had like was it Crash Bandicoot on it? Uh, yeah, I believe there was Crash. There was a, a handful of things. I yeah. think um, demo discs for that. That was, those were the days. I think it probably had like a Virtua Fighter or something yeah, on make, it. That would make sense. Um, yeah. 
had a handful of things that were like semi cool, but like just as you get into something, it's you know over. And yeah. Like, ah, whatever. Man, I miss those days of demo discs. Yeah, that was. I used to buy magazines all the time for demo discs. Just for the demo discs. The shit. Hundred yeah. uh, percent. Anyways, I mean, so yeah, Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection, remastered collection of classic Jurassic Park games developed by Ocean Software, uh, includes Jurassic Park on NES, Game Boy, and SNES. Jurassic Park Part 2 The Chaos Continues, Game Boy and SNES. Games have been updated with modern features thanks to the Carbon Engine bringing new features, including Carbon Engine is this uh, sort of like limited run game specific engine that they've made specifically to do these ports of old games, which is kind of cool, I guess. Okay, yeah. It's it's a sign also that that, they're very invested in this type of thing, Mm -hmm. which is cool for people like me who want to see... What was it? Sweet home, gone home, sweet home, sweet home. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure I never will, but you know, one one can hope. The games have been updated with modern features thanks to the Carbon Engine bringing new features, including safe states for each game, new in-game maps sounds kind of cool, and various quality of life fixes. Uh, Jurassic Park Classic Games Collection is launching soon for PS4, PS5, Xbox, Nintendo Switch, and PC. And uh, again, I just, you know. Jurassic Park on SNES is one of those games that, like, ironically, that scared the shit out of me when I played. It was it was terrifying. Okay, and it was like it was really it was really hard. It was top down. Uh, yeah, you no, controlled... no, I, I watched it. You yeah, watched it? it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you controlled the guy, but then when you went in a facility, it became crazy Doom style, old school first person. Okay. And that was the part that scared the shit out of me because the dinosaurs would be like waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. And it was like crazy hard and you had like limited ammo too. Okay. It was like almost like a early survival horror kind of. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, anyways, this uh, th- there is a strong chance that I will be picking this up just to play Jurassic Park on SNES again. Okay. Because, I mean, I don't know, man. I just, I have such fond memories of that game. Like, this, I guess this is the NES one we're looking on here. Where's the Super... Whoa! Dude. Yeah, it looked like... What was that one? Yeah, this is like side scroll. Was it like a Genesis game or something? What the fuck was... Must have been the other SNES one. Oh, God, Game Boy. That's it. Yeah. No, I do yeah. remember that, actually. You do remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Man, that game was... It, it rocked, right? Uh, I really liked it. <laughs> Anyways, I just think it's, it's cool, you know, and I'm happy to see that. It's a shot. It was The Lost World. Oh. Lost? Run, Compu, run. Yeah, there was huh. a T-Rex. I think there was a driving part, too, actually. Like, there was Weird, all kinds man. of different parts. Every level was different. Um... It was pretty fucking neat, though. I just, I remember it being kind of... And it's 2D? <sighs> like, side-scrolling mostly? Mostly, but there was third person. Right. There was some, like, they variety. They perspective sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah Interesting. Yeah. And it just was like, <laughs> I don't know. It was just weird as fuck. I just love classic game collection stuff, you know. Fair enough. So, uh, anyways, moving on. Yep. Moving on to number three, Myth Force official release date trailer. Uh, mm. This is from the id at Xbox Showcase, July 2023. Uh, July 11th. We've talked. I mean, we just talked about Myth Fourth last time. You think it's ridiculous? Yeah, <laughs> that's completely fair. I still think it looks awesome, uh, and I really just there, there's nothing to add here. It's just that we know the release date now, uh, and it will be coming out September twelfth. So look forward to the first person melee roguelike game, Myth Force, um, fantasy world, Saturday morning cartoon vibes, and uh, you know if you like that kind of thing, which I do. Yeah, well, that's right up your alley. <laughs> maybe it's for maybe it's for me and or whoever's listening. I don't know, but uh, I will definitely. I think I'll. It's pretty safe to say I'll be playing this on day one. Yeah, yeah I think so. One, yeah. I mean, unless it's like, well, it's going to be like twenty bucks. Yeah, that's true. I just I never care to spend twenty bucks in a game like this, dude. It's almost a pack of smokes, right? You know? I mean, because it's just like in the off chance that because these type of games every now and then become things that I like play for like years. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. 
Like, and it's like, it's got co-op. It's got, I don't think it's couch co-op. Maybe, I'm not sure, but it's got at least online co-op. Okay. It's designed to be like four-player co-op, you know. Cool. Sometimes I love those things. Yeah. Know? Like, you never know. It's just if the right like... group of friends has it, and you know, like, you get the right time, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, and these indie games, it's like, that's when they, they're the kind of things that hit sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, when like other companies just get, it's like every now and then there's an indie game that for whatever reason, they just hit that sweet spot of like fun and gameplay loop mm. that is just excellent, you know. And, and this has the, this could be one of those. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You know, that, that's where the excitement comes from. Moving on to uh, one, two, four. four. Moving on to number four, Star Trek Infinite official gameplay reveal trailer. So this is, you know, this is very Josh. Absolutely. Right? It's not Star Wars. It's Star Trek. No, uh, it's the same thing. The other nerd franchise. No, it's the, they're the same. Okay. <laughs> no, come on. Isn't uh, this is the one with uh, Luke Skywalker, no? Sure. Uh, whatever yeah uh, good enough um, and this is actually we, we were going to cover this last time and I kind of uh, we were, were going a little long yeah. but I wanted to just drop a quick a quick shout out to it because I just I kind of I mean I'm an old school Star Trek fan like I don't it's not a franchise I think about these days um, but enough. back in the day I mean so I guess quick summary Star Trek Infinite is an upcoming grand strategy game coming to PC in fall 2023 Star Trek Infinite lets you play your own Star Trek story as the leader of one of four major factions in the galaxy. You can choose from United Federation of Planets, Klingon Empire, Romulan Star Empire, and this ship brings me back, Cardassian Union, and lead your chosen faction to victory and prosperity. Star Trek Infinite features iconic Star Trek characters across various series, like Picard, Janeway, Sisko, Data, Gowron, Makbar, Garak, and more, who are available to their respective factions as recruitable officers. A diverse range of ships is also available, like the Federation's Defiant class, I remember all of these, the Cardassian, Galar, Galar class, Vellas, Gaylor, Gaylord, the Cardassian Gaylor class vessels, and more. So it looks like, I mean, I have no idea if this is going to be good. I did do a little bit of research on the company, uh, and yeah, it's by these guys called Nimble Giant Entertainment, formerly known as NGD Studios, which is actually an Argentinian game developer uh, located okay. in Buenos Aires. I think that's kind of fascinating. It was acquired by Saber Interactive in 2020. Uh, it originally started as a three-group fusion uh, as they constructed a game for a construction kit toy called Miss Ladrilos, which is similar to a Lego Lego toys. They're just doing some sort of like Lego construction kind of game. Okay. They're weird. Then they then they they sort of they did a massive pivot also to a 3D massively multiplayer online role playing game uh, called Regnum Online, which has been in development for five which was in development for five years before ending up being released in first quarter of 2007. Game was intended for Spanish speaking market at the beginning, but then. In, but then it improved enough to be targeted for other zones as well. Uh, more recently, the game has struggled to maintain a critical critical population. It has scaled back some of its inter- international servers, but the game's from 2007, so it's not particularly surprising. If anything, it's actually a good thing for an MMO to last that long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think they sound like an interesting studio. I mean, they, they, were, they started out tiny. Um, they've grown significantly. They now have 160 employees. I'm getting most of this off Wikipedia, by the mm-hmm. way. Uh, and um, yeah, so I mean, I, they do seem like they've got a studio with some experience. Uh, Star Trek Infinite, from what I can tell, looks like the last Star Trek game I enjoyed. Actually, there was two. There was a real-time strategy game. Like, you know what StarCraft is? Mm-hmm. They made a StarCraft-like game called Armada, which okay. it was just StarCraft with Star Trek ships. Hmm. Literally, like it's just the same shit. You know? Oh, I think I saw. I really liked about that. that. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, and it was just you would you would build ships and fight against the other Gallic, the other guys in real time strategy, and like hmm. I, I totally dug it. It's like all I wanted was StarCraft with a Star Trek skin, right? And I got exactly that, and I was sad. I was happy. There you go. Uh, and this game, I also the the other Star Trek game I enjoyed is Birth of the Federation, and that's like Civilization. Mm. If you know what that is? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's like you kind of like the games that Jasmine yeah, was playing she, earlier. She does play Civ. 
Exactly. Um, it's like you start in one part of the galaxy, you pick us, you pick you know Federation, Romulans, Klingons, mm -hmm. and you make first contact with like all the other races and have right. to like do diplomatic relations with them, with them and stuff. Yeah, spread your you know your empire through religion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, through whatever. And like I remember that game being crazy hard too. I was like really bad at the combat. Um, and mm. Anyways, uh, but it was neat the, the like in principle. Mm -hmm. And this kind of reminds me of this. Looks like. I think this game, Infinite, Star Trek Infinite, looks more like Birth of the Federation. Although they show a lot of space fighting shit, too. So it makes me wonder if, you know, is it maybe like... I mean, it, whatever, it looks kind of pretty. I don't know. Like, is it maybe halfway between the two games or something? Yeah. I don't know, but it's some sort of, like, Star Trek in space. That map and some of the description and shit that they showed just yeah. before was super Civilization. That yeah. That was, like, 1,000% yeah. Civ. It looks pretty Civilization with Star Trek to me. Yeah. And so if, if, if you dig that kind of thing, and I, I very well might, um, it's, of course, not announced for consoles, which is too bad. But, you know, we have seen this kind of game work on console before. It's not unheard of. Mm -hmm. So, like, XCOM works, you know. Yep. So if it's successful, you know, we might get a port. You never know. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's really... It's really just that it's it's so incredibly rare that Star Trek fans get anything right, excited right. for, you know? It's like, I got kind of happy for that. That reason alone. Moving on to number five. Very small one here, and that's all we got. Night Dive Studios says, System Shock Remake's console version still, quote-unquote, needs a few rounds of QA. This is from June 6th. I'm getting this off the PSU website, which I'm assuming stands for PlayStation Universe. I have no idea. It's not a, not a site that I visit very often. Uh, but And the, the cool thing here is that, you know, I was just looking for, I'll be honest, right? I was crawling the internet for System Shock Remake news because ever since the game came out on PC and was really, like, wildly successful for, like, from, from what it seems, especially critically, but it seems like it's been selling pretty well too um i think the game looks dope i really want to play it uh it's um i mean i'm just unbelievably excited especially because like we talked about before it's coming with that free system shock 2 enhanced edition right right which right. is the you know we haven't had a way to play that outside of like old pc emulation for like a really long time mm -hmm. uh and just because the console release date has been completely up in the air since it's known to be getting a console release but no one knows when uh, I just thought it was nice to see that they're still clearly actively uh, into the development of the console version. Yeah. This came straight up just from their Kickstarter page, right? Okay. It, because it was a Kickstarter game initially, right? Okay. Uh, it's just one of the Kickstarter updates they put. Uh, they, they, you know, they quite simply said at the end, quote-unquote, console versions are running smoothly, but need a few more, more rounds of QA support before we move on to certification. And that's it. And I'm just happy to hear that this is still ongoing, and I can't wait to play the console version. And it, it sounds like it's going to be pretty soon. I think, okay. you know. But um, that's it. I mean, uh, no, nothing more to say. Uh, the game is, is really re it's really reviewing well. And uh, I notice also, like, anecdotally, that it's getting a lot of um, strategy guide traffic on IGN. Okay. Because they're, they're doing a lot of links to, like, not just, you know, there wasn't just that first link to, like, oh, find out where to find all the keys in System Shock. Right. Then they did one about, like, find out how to get all the swords in, you know. And mm. there was, like, a lot of them. So I really feel like that doesn't happen unless there's the traffic there. So right. it looks like people are kind of into it, I guess. You know. Cool. And um, yeah, I mean, the game reviewed extremely well, and I just I can't wait to. It's actually made me excited to try. I mean, I know I was harsh on the first game because I felt like it wasn't the magic to initially. Right. But people seem to think it's really awesome. So I mean, so, hey, give it yeah, a shot. I'm happy to try it. But uh, hopefully, we'll see it soon. Yeah. And I mean that's that's really all we got from this week. I don't know. That's Fair it. Enough. It was uh, like I said, it was a quiet week. You know, not not too much going on, but uh, still managed to have some have some discussions. A few things to talk about. You know, a few things to talk about. Um, I really do hope we get that system shock remake soon. Yeah, and that Helldivers has to be coming like pretty goddamn soon. I'm kind of excited for Helldivers, honestly. I mean, I know I'm not going to get a chance to play it unless I switch out, right? Uh, yeah, but true. 
Yeah. I mean, you're probably going to switch it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Recently, the only reason I haven't is because I'm like, fuck, dude, I never play anything. Like, I can't justify. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Doing yeah. this and like, although and it's also from like an entertainment system, it's kind of. I mean, it, it, like the thing that lets you watch stuff too. That's is it useful TV. from that perspective. Uh, it's not at all. Oh, never mind. It's yeah. a smart TV. I, so I use mine for. I, I used to. Be, I used to use. Never had a smart TV. PlayStation for ninety percent of my watching other shit mm. you know it was just that's all it was for was basically like well i mean i play stuff on it but when i wasn't playing stuff i'd watch stuff on it yeah and it was great um but then my tv kicked it and uh it was cheaper to get a smart tv than a non-smart tv hmm. so it was kind of a no-brainer and yeah. ever since i've just been like well <laughs> i've been what's the point you know? i've been using the same tv that i bought when i was dating my ex-girlfriend roxanne the first time i lived in Oshlega, which was a really fucking long time <laughs> it's the, it must be like at least 15 years old well that's right yeah yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so for me, the PS5 is kind of a useful... Yeah, definitely. You know, just, like, entertainment center thing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I hear you, man. Yeah, I don't know, it sounds like it might be... Helldivers, it sounds like it's it's maybe convincing quite a few people, perhaps, to yeah. make, make the leap, I don't know. And, I mean, still, I really want to try fucking Hunt with... There you go. ...fucking 60 FPS yeah. and actually be able to... Uh, yeah keep up with my buddies you but. should show me that what about sorry you, you just made me I didn't mean to interrupt you that was no, that was rude I apologize um, but you <laughs> you just made me think of remember the left because Back for Blood I should check it out before before I leave because you have it still installed right Back for Blood oh yeah yeah I remember do. last time I, I was like I just yeah. want to see someone yeah. play for like yeah. five minutes yeah. and then I'll yeah. know immediately if it's something I mm-hmm. want to play you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no problem no. Yeah. yeah we'll do that right now you made me think of that with the hunt yeah so. okay okay I don't yeah. know why but yeah. no fair enough I completely forgot about that, honestly. I mean, is there anything else that you'd like to play on PS5? Like Hunt, maybe Helldivers? I wouldn't mind trying Conan, honest, but... Um, it's probably better. Oh, definitely. Right? Yeah. Um, well, Arc 2 was going to be, the, the PS5 right. version of Arc is right. going to be. I'm kind of That's a little standoffish about those. That's the, the remaster, right, is PS5. Yeah. PS5 it's only. PS5 only, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, no, there are other games, I believe, that are... PS5 only that I would have played and just didn't because I don't have. Would you try Returnal, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, that maybe. does look kind of We could play co-op. Yeah. No. It's kind of fun. It's hard as shit. Yeah, no, but I've seen it. It's seen still it. fun. I've seen it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. this actually looks pretty cool. <clears throat> it's one of those games that I don't mind sucking at, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's you. still very fun, even though I'm terrible. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I sometimes die within like 10 minutes of loading up a, <laughs> a run. It's, it's pretty oh, embarrassing. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah. I mean... Yeah, well, I, I think I guess, that's it. Guess that's all we got for you. So you know, have a have a nice week, yeah. and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Catch you next time. Bye for now.